You are listening to Circle of Hope's Sunday Meeting Podcast. This talk was given at 29 West Tolpehawken Street. For more information, visit us at circleofhope.net. I spent some time on online uh, on the Elite Daily uh, magazine. Uh, have any of you been s- seen this online magazine? It's like it's like one of the biggest millennial online magazines that there is. Um, they describe themselves as the ultimate digital destination for millennial women who are discovering the world and themselves. Um, they have a lot of interesting articles featuring horoscopes and zodiac signs and understanding personalities navigating relationships. Yes, some of you read this, I know. I was reading it too. It was interesting to note the volume of this type of thing about um, discovering yourself. I think that it reflects our desire to understand who we are and each other and figure out how we fit, how we relate to one another. There's some examples there that I, I found. They even have Uh, They even help you with crafting your online personality. Uh, There was an article entitled something like, here are 35 Super Bowl captions you can use tonight. Uh, They said, it's necessary, they understand, it's necessary that you and your followers get a kick out of your next social media post. And they're willing to help you with that. So, if you want to post tonight and you're not sure what to say, They've got some suggestions for you. Um, my, my cousin was on Instagram this week um, using one of those filters that like flips uh, different types of things that you might, might reflect who you are. I've seen a lot of people using them um, with different characters or whatever. He was, he was using a filter for cheese. Like, if he was a cheese, what kind of cheese would he be? And it scrolls through all these options and lands on one. And he's like, nah, that's not me. He was not satisfied with, like, the, the humdrum kinds of cheeses that were coming up. So he just kept um, clicking through for other options. It was very funny to me. Um, I learned, again, through Elite Daily this week that Starbucks has a new Instagram story filter that will tell you which drink, which Starbucks drink you are. Maybe you've never wondered what Starbucks drink you are, but you could use this filter as a way to help you um, decide what you want to order. Anyway, we, we tend to see ourselves through lots of different lenses of personality, whether the cheese reflects who you are or not. Um, And there are a lot of personality tests out there. Um, Again, these articles talked about different personality types and what types fit well with other types. You might have taken a personality test uh, in the process of trying to get a job or joining a team. People obviously don't work the same way and it's useful to understand how you operate different from those around you. A couple months ago, um, Circle of Hope, through Circle Spaces, our our building at 1125 South Broad, hosted an Enneagram conference with Suzanne Stabile. Stabile? Stabile? Yeah, thank you. I was there, and I still don't remember how to say say your name correctly. Um, The pastors were all given comp tickets to this conference um, 
So I attended because I know a lot of people who are into the Enneagram and I wanted to understand it better. Our personalities and different types are ways of understanding ourselves. Um, but it, they're not our, our, our destination, right? It, we can use these tools to help us understand ourselves and even change and grow. In these Sunday meetings for the last couple weeks and for um, the rest of the month, we keep trying to grasp at what it means to be the new creation as Paul describes all of those who are in Christ in 2 Corinthians 5. It's okay, I just want to say this, it's okay to not totally understand what this means. I think a lot of us don't, we don't totally comprehend this. It, I don't think that Paul did either when he was writing about this to the church in Corinth, but he did experience it, and he was trying to describe it and name it for this, the, the church in Corinth. We are trying to... <laughs> Hi, Cora. She's saying hi to everyone. Just, just receive that with joy. <laughs> We're trying to name what this is, too, what it means to be the new creation, and practice it together, even as we deepen our awareness and our understanding of what that means. Circle of Hope, I think, in many ways, is an expression of the new creation, but it is... It's as much in our doing as it is in our comprehending. I think we keep working it out. We're trying to live it out, and it's a process, and it's a movement. So tonight, I'm thinking, the movement I'm thinking about is this movement from personality and all the interest that we have to understand ourselves and our type and others around us, moving us into personhood. The first week we talked about this, we, we, we talked about this movement from rightness to the righteousness of God that we become in Christ. And then we talked about from community to communion with God and each other. And this week I want to talk about the movement from personality to personhood. Each of us has, oh, that's the, that's the Enneagram if you're not familiar. Each of us has a personality that is a coherent patterning, a pat, yes, patterning of effect and cognition and desires that lead to behavior. And those who study personality study how we think and how we feel and, and what we want and finally what we do. You learn a lot about people's personalities when you go on retreat together. Uh, the Leadership team across the whole church went on a retreat from Friday to Saturday. And um, this is a picture of our prayer walk first thing on Saturday morning. We got up to walk and pray, and everything was covered with a fine film of dew that had frozen. So everything was slick. And as we, we decided to just go off-road for the safety of ourselves, and so we were tromping through the woods, um, but inevitably we sort of lost our way and um, had to find our way back to marked paths that included a lot of these bridges, which were coated with a film of ice. 
So as we walked along, each of us were like, like could not get our footing. We literally had to crawl on our hands and knees. Some of us enjoyed this more than others. I happened to laugh a lot. But not everyone likes this sort of thing, and um, that's fine. Different people's personalities come out. Anytime you're in a different um, um, environment than you're, you're used to, um, you, you get to see that and learn different things about each other. Um, but we didn't go on this retreat because everybody likes to do this kind of thing together. Um, some people's personalities are more drawn to retreats than others. We, we did it because we wanted this time together because of the people that we are trying to be with each other and the church. The type of people who have a sense of our personhood in Christ. Our unique personalities are part of the fulfillment of that, but they're not the end goal. Um, <clears throat> You probably have taken a personality test at some point. We're all eager to kind of receive information about ourselves. And I think it's because we're often a mystery to ourselves and to others. So insight about what we're really like or anything that confirms our qualities or particularly our strengths is helpful and it's, it's grounding. We all want to be known and validated. So when we see ourselves reflected in a tool um, outside of ourselves, it can be helpful. We have very talkative little ones tonight. So many babies. <laughs> the, the language of type gives us a framework uh, that can help us knit together a narrative about ourselves in, in a coherent or compact kind of way. And knowing your personality type can help you master yourself and thinking about how you relate with other people. But there are damaging ways to use these tools, of course. At the Enneagram conference, for example, as I learned about different numbers and personalities, um, I started to recognize people in her descriptions and automatically started categorizing people that I know despite her encouragement not to do that. It's really easy to classify people with your like inside knowledge. If you feel like you have some, um, some special information, it kind of gives you some power to understand something about someone else that they might not even know. And believing that I have more insight to someone else than they have of themselves because I know their type is bound to be damaging to relationships because no one can be contained uh, or defined by a tool. But we use these tools for self-reflection and awareness and they can be useful for personal development. And I've heard lots of stories from people about how it's been useful in that way. Developing self-awareness and others' awareness creates healthier people who have a better chance of relating in healthier ways, and I'm all for that. When we're talking about being a new creation in Christ, any revelation that we receive about ourselves will be used for good ends in the Lord's hands. We are God's creations, and we are being redeemed for eternity, not, not just personalities that are, can be dissected. 
or compared to others, so we figure out how we fit in or don't. So knowing ourselves is really useful as we try to discern what we've been given, both as humans who have been raised by a family in a society, and as children of God who are graced with the Holy Spirit. So we're more than our personalities. God, God made us and loves who we have become, but God doesn't intend us to stay the same. We, we are always changing. And God is doing something in us as the new creation that will impact whatever we would name as our personality. The movement towards God is always transforming us into people who will look more and more like Jesus. So all the various parts of ourselves come together in the whole, as a whole for a purpose that's beyond ourselves. Our innate disposition is important for God's purposes, not just our own self-understanding. So we change, and God changes us by giving us God's spirit. Um, the process is usually long. It's a lifelong process. And exploring who we are can help us understand who God calls us to become. So starting with a person, understanding of our personality is good. But God does something more with us. And for the purposes of this talk, I'm calling that personhood. Don't get stuck on that word, though, if that's not helpful to you. Uh, try to go with the idea. I think the idea in general is that, that personality is usually thought of as something coming from the inside out. And this sense of personhood that I'm talking about is more of a quality that's coming from the outside in. It's more about a gift from God of our sense of being and purpose that's beyond ourselves. And our personalities receive that and, and work out this sense of being and purpose in unique ways. The Apostle Paul calls us jars of clay, very humble, everyday dwellings for the glory of God. I think someone who has a sense of personhood has a purpose given to them. Our true self hidden with, in Christ with God. That's how we are a new creation. We, can, we, we have this purpose that is beyond us. We can make stuff. We're not just making ourselves. Following Jesus is receiving this from God and living into a transformational process of working that out for the rest of our lives. Relating to Jesus and his purpose and finding ourselves in this mission of God's redemption project is living as a new creation. The Apostle Peter, I think, is a good example of this. I'm hoping his story helps us um, kind of see how it unfolds. He had three years with Jesus in his ministry, and his spiritual journey with Jesus led him to become what Jesus told him he would be, the rock on which Christ would build the church. And it started when 
Peter's brother, Andrew, met Jesus. He accepted Jesus' invitation to follow him, and Andrew went and got Peter. Peter left his fishing nets, too, to go follow Jesus. He obviously believed his brother, Andrew, that Jesus was the Messiah. The Jews had long hoped for a deliverer from the oppression of Rome, and Peter was ready to believe that Jesus was it because of his hope and his brother's conviction. So Andrew, Andrew had the encounter with Jesus first, and that was enough for Peter. Then moving ahead in Peter's story, and the slides, there we go. Um, Peter encounters Jesus walking on the water in, this, in the middle of a huge storm. This is in Matthew 14. He seems to have his own disbelief at this point, or excuse me, his own belief at this point, because he's in the middle of a crisis. He's, he is in danger, and he's afraid, and Peter calls out to Jesus directly, if it's you, tell me to come out across the water. And Jesus invites him, so he steps out of the boat, and he comes to him. At this point in his walk with Jesus, he had seen many miracles Done. He had witnessed Jesus responding to others who called out to Jesus from their need. People's lives were changing around him. He, he had seen hope and healing that Jesus was bringing. I think he probably could have speak to his own developing hope that God had, had in fact heard the prayers of his people to send a redeemer because Jesus was, seemed to be doing this work all around him. So he had the courage to step out of the boat in response to Jesus' call himself. But he lost sight very quickly. He lost sight of Jesus, and he began to sink. I think it can be terrifying to take a risk and put yourself out there in response to what Jesus might be saying to you. The doubt can come quickly and sink you. But Jesus met him in that moment, and I think Peter's faith increased. The stories we have through of Peter's life and journey with Jesus all reveal Peter's personality. It comes out, it comes through. Um, But it also becomes clear to us that Peter is coming to know himself and Jesus in new ways and deeper ways all along. Then jumping ahead to when Jesus washed the disciples' feet, we see Peter's initial refusal to Jesus to allow him. He's like appalled at this idea that Jesus would want to take the role of a servant And this is followed by Jesus' prediction of Peter's betrayal. I imagine that Peter was shocked when Jesus predicted his betrayal. By this time, Peter had journeyed with Jesus long enough for his own love and his own friendship to develop. It was more than just a hope for a Messiah. I imagine that Peter truly loved Jesus and couldn't couldn't believe that he would betray his friend. He probably thought that Jesus was wrong about him. 
I think it's easier to doubt Jesus in that moment than it is for him to doubt himself. He hadn't yet encountered his pride or the extent of his fear. And then after Jesus does actually deny, Peter does actually deny Jesus, I'm sure that he's full of regret and heartache with himself. He had to face his lack of courage and loyalty as well as his deep fear. He encountered his weakest, most despicable self. And Jesus was crucified, and Peter went back to his boats, his old life as a fisherman. He was out fishing all night with no catch to show for it when the risen Christ appears to him on the shore and calls to him. He tells them to put their nets down on the other side of the boat. When they do this, immediately their nets are filled with, to overflowing, and Peter realizes that it's Jesus. So he dives off the boat and swims to shore. And then Jesus gives him three opportunities to declare his love for Jesus, which mirrors this pattern of his three betrayals. And in response, Jesus gives him the invitation again to follow him. It's the same invitation that started their whole relationship. All throughout his journey with Jesus, Peter's personality is coming through. You can see that he's outspoken, he's impulsive, he's passionate. Following Jesus and and being part of his inner circle of disciples that were along with him and doing the things that Jesus was doing and learning from his teaching gave Peter this opportunity to, for a deep personal knowing of Jesus. And this brought him to a new level of readiness to follow Christ, whom he, he knew, like with his mind, but now he knew him in his heart. And out of that place, Peter received, I think, a, this sense of personhood, at least that's what I'm calling it, this sense of purpose, purposefulness and mission. And all of his personality was harnessed for good in submission to the mission that Jesus gave him to go and make disciples. His impulsive, passionate, outspoken, risk-taking self became the rock on which Christ built the church. And Jesus told him, you won't do this alone. I'm sending you my spirit. And the, the early believers received the gift of the spirit that empowered them to go make disciples, to heal, and to proclaim the kingdom of God. Our gifts from the Spirit are an important part of understanding our personhood in Christ. What has God given you? What, what are, where are you in the mission of God? Do you think of yourself in that way? We once regarded ourselves and each other from a worldly point of view, but we do so no longer. And as Paul reminds us in 2 Corinthians 5, we are therefore Christ's ambassadors, as though God was making his appeal through us. God wants to use you, uniquely you, as an ambassador 
or Ascent One. There is more to your life than work and recovering from work. There's more to your life than studying hard to achieve your goals or your grades. There's more to your life than keeping up with appearances or trying to minimize your faults or your failings. You died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old is gone. The new is here. We, we are ambassadors. We're sent ones of Christ. Paul's talking to the whole community here. He's not just speaking to an individual. We are ambassadors. The new creation has come. This, this makes us more than the sum of our parts and more than our efforts to be the best version of ourselves. Our project for life becomes more than our own self-improvement or our own castle building. Our purpose becomes this corporate one. The leadership team was reflecting on this um, at our retreat and, and our whole region by creating a, a, a relief map of sorts on the floor. Here's a picture of it. We are trying to imagine our whole region with new eyes. Um, it was like this, this just a playful way to be imaginative uh, about how, the ways that God is working to reveal the new creation here and how we can continue to participate in that. We even had this building, West Tulpahawken, right there, 29 West Tulpahawken, drawn by Joel White. Uh, and there on the right is um, the uh, Wissahickon Valley with the, the creek going through there. That this imaginative exercise was helpful, and I think that all of these tools to understand ourselves are helpful too. Therapy, Enneagram, personality tests, but we don't stop there. We are the new creation. We are bigger than ourselves. We have a mission in the world that unites us across all the varieties of our personalities and our differences. We're together on a mission. Thanks for listening to Circle of Hope's Sunday Meeting Podcast. If you want to talk about it or get connected to a cell, you can find one under our Connect drop-down at circleofhope.net.